In the Gospel today, we read that one of the disciples asked the Lord Jesus to teach them to pray. There were many times when the disciples asked a question, and the Lord Jesus rebuked them for pride, or lack of faith, or ignorance. But when they asked him to teach them to pray, he responded and gave them the words of the Lord's Prayer, which we use many times each day. What does this mean? It means that we must learn to pray, and we should not simply expect that somehow our spiritual life will just develop without any sort of guidance or instruction. When I was growing up in an evangelical Protestant community, as a youth and then a young man, there was no instruction about prayer. We had no written down words of prayer, and we had no connection with the Great Fathers who teach us about prayer in our Orthodox tradition. I was someone who wanted to live a spiritual life in union with God, but I did not know how this might be possible, because there was no one to teach me. I don't mean that people in my community were not men and women of prayer, but there was no instruction, there was no formal guidance, there was no tradition of prayer that could be passed on from generation to generation, and so it remained hidden from me. How blessed we are in our Orthodox community that there are so many rich and transforming sources of instruction and teaching about prayer and the spiritual life. His Holiness Pope Shenouda said, Prayer is the experience of being in the presence of God. It is a partnership with the Holy Spirit and it is unity with God. If prayer is to be in the presence of God and is union with God by the Holy Spirit, then there can be nothing more important for us to learn and experience for ourselves. If prayer is to be united with God by the Holy Spirit, then it must be the first thing that we seek in our lives. Since nothing we do has any purpose apart from the presence of God and union with God, which is our true life. His Holiness Pope Shenouda also taught, prayer is a taste of the kingdom of God, which begins here and is completed there. It is not enough for us to hope that in the future, when we depart this life, we might find our way to the blessedness of paradise. We must begin to taste and experience the life with God now. This is our hope and our guarantee that we will experience it in all its fullness in the life that is to come. But as Pope Shenouda says to us, it is through prayer that we enter into the experience of the kingdom already in this life. And this is not just for a few, but is required of us all, since we are all called to enter into the kingdom of God, which has appeared among us in the incarnation of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Our Lord spoke in the parables about the importance of prayer. St Luke tells us that he told the parable of the persistent widow, so that we would learn to pray always and not weaken in our prayers. And St Paul in his letter to the Thessalonians instructs them to pray without ceasing. 
We should not imagine that this is only an instruction for the very advanced. It is given to us all. Pray always and pray without ceasing because prayer is union with God and there is not even one moment in our life when we can do without the presence of God. How are we to pray without ceasing? Let me give some very brief suggestions. In the first place, we must be regular in our participation in the services of the church, where we are able to gather together and offer our prayers in unity. The words of the prayers and the hymns are filled with rich and nourishing spirituality if we take care to make them our own and attend to what is being said on our behalf by the priest and the bishop. When I was a member of an evangelical Protestant community, we had different words every week, and we demanded something new all the time, especially those of us who were young. But our orthodox and apostolic tradition offers us more or less the same words so that they can become deeply rooted in our heart and become our own words. It is also at the Eucharist, at this liturgy, that we are brought into the presence of God who descends upon the altar and transforming bread and wine into his body and blood unites us with himself. But this grace of union with God, which we will receive here in the Eucharist, must be worked out in our own daily lives. Therefore, as the liturgy ends in the church building, it must continue in the temple of our own hearts as we feed on this grace, this life of Christ, and are renewed and transfigured by it. I believe that we preserve this prayer without ceasing in the first place by the use of the Agbeah. We should not view this wonderful and precious treasure as an obligation, but as a gift to us. Certainly we should try to pray some of the prayers from the Agbeah in the morning and the evening, and we should not leave our houses in the morning without at least praying the introductory prayers, which include the words of the Lord's Prayer. But there is much blessing in offering to God our undivided attention in praying the hours from the Agbeah as best we are able, since these are one of the means by which we enter into God's presence. We must try to make the words our own, and then they will come alive for us. And praying from the Agbeah will not be a burden, but a joy. Secondly, we should use the difficulties and obstacles which we face each day, and which those we love and who are known to us face, to lead us into prayer. If we are worried about something, then we should pray. If we are concerned about something or someone, then we should pray. If we have some problem at work or school or university or home, then we should pray. And we should continue to pray. And our prayers, bringing us into the presence of God, will deepen our faith and our trust in God. This is one means of developing unceasing prayer. Thirdly, we should, all of us, at those times when we fall into sin each day, turn immediately to prayerful repentance. We are very often much more indulgent of our weakness and disobedience than we should be. 
But if we examine each thought and movement of our mind and heart, then we will discover that there is much which we need to immediately turn to God in repentant prayer about. This will also lead us towards unceasing prayer. Fourthly, we should become much more thankful and grateful for every gift which we receive each day, both directly from God and through the kindness of others. When we thank God for his gifts throughout the day, then we become filled with faith as we see what he is already doing for us. And this is also a means of learning to pray without ceasing. And finally, the fathers of our church teach us that we should use a short prayer such as the Jesus prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy. And when we repeat this prayer very often each day, as we go about our daily business, we're always using it as prayer, then we are drawn into God's saving presence and are united with him by the Holy Spirit, as Pope Shenouda teaches us. Does this all seem beyond us? Then we must be encouraged by the words of our Lord Jesus in the Gospel which we have heard read today. He says to us, Ask your Heavenly Father and he will give you the Holy Spirit. Let us make this our first prayer then, that God would give us a greater experience of the Holy Spirit, given to us in this liturgy and in this Eucharist, so that we might grow ever more united with God and experience unceasing prayer and the unfailing presence of God for his glory and for our salvation. Amen. Amen.